The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. All sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. Yeah, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 287. I almost went yeah, one close. It's, it still seems crazy. We've been Go doing it this Now, who's time. on Goldfarb Time Warrior? <laughs> They're fighting. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew and Colin are not in good spirits today, and they are fighting each other. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Whatever. <laughs> and the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. I love you, Colin. I love you too, buddy. Oh, you guys made up. That's good news. How you well, been? What's the, how's the day going? Good. Got a got a cool Bioshock press kit thing. That thing was pretty cool. What was in it? I vined about it. Oh, yeah, I vined about it. I haven't seen it. It's okay. cool. It's um, I can show you the vine right now if you want. Uh, no, that's not be very useful. Let's, let's, we can embed the vine in this thing. I'll um, put on my no, it's here. cool. It's like a bo- it's like a replica of Booker's box in the beginning of the game. It's really cool. Oh, okay, that's cool. It has all this stuff in it. Colin, what what cool stuff have you gotten? Uh, you got the God of War Collector's Edition. Yeah, which, you know, is whatever. Uh, this statue's pretty cool. It's so, a yeah, wide it, stance. It, it, Kratos. It is, yeah, Kratos looks a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, Muscular legs. I don't know, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a build of a upcoming PSN game today that I'm very excited about. Last, Last Guy 2? Yep. Oh, Last Guy man. 2. A game wow. that a lot of listeners are going to be very excited about, but I don't think I can talk about it yet. Journey 2. Journey 2, yes. It's a fighting game. The Return of the Desert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Return of the Mac. Return of... All right. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be <laughs> the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. There are eight items on the list. Not, not a strong, not a strong week. Not a strong week. No, no. we're in that weird lull right now of news. Where it's just all game announcements, lull. things happening. Okay. League of Legends. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, number one. YouTube has revealed that a PlayStation 4 ad was the most watched ad by far on YouTube in the month of February. Now, here's why this is significant, Greg. I want to hear it. In eight days, and only eight days because it was released on February 20th, the ad was watched over 26 million times, and a view is only watched or counted if a person manually went to watch the ad as a video itself or sat through more than 30 seconds of B-roll. Hence, the number is quite significant. So, Uh, But my question on this story, and I don't think we have an answer for it, mm. is how much did Sony pay for this? You're talking about them sitting. It's it's interesting the way that most of the time when a YouTube ad comes up before a YouTube video, now we all go wait, wait, skip. You know, five seconds, skip. You know what I mean? So it's still impressive that they're catching it, but I'd like to know what their reach was. Like how how many how many eyes actually were on it versus how many eyes actually watched well, it for more than It's also not really a traditional ad. It's like a super cut of the press conference, basically, right? Yeah, I watched it. It's like an so the the standalone video. 
has all the views. It's like 26.2 million uh-huh. views. Um, I'm not really sure how YouTube like works with getting that video onto you know you B-roll use, and then yeah. you have to use AdSense. Yeah, I mean, you can. What you basically do is you can take your videos and put them out as ads. Yeah. So we could do something with like Oration or whatever and have it or conversation call and have them beforehand. But we'd have to pay for it, and then you're worried about this, that, and the other. Mm. Then there's a bunch of numbers involved. I don't know. I don't yeah. like numbers. I mean, I think I think to to what Colin's saying isn't so much how much money, like whether or not this is a profitable enterprise for Sony, but it's more just the interest and the awareness of the PS4. Sure. I oh, think, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if people are watching a you know episode of Oreo Oration or whatever, and they they see a PS4 ad before it, then that'd you know, be good it, marketing. That'd be good target marketing. Yeah, exactly. I should probably figure that out. Uh, number two, Sony Santa Monica has opted to change the name of a trophy in God of War Ascension out today right. on PlayStation 3. The silver trophy called Bros Before Hose was granted to players after fighting Furies and being saved by another male character from their wrath. It's not very spoilerish. Yeah. Uh, the whole game is about fighting uh, Furies. Uh, however, Thanks a lot, <laughs> However, Colin. some folks in the gaming community were up in arms about the name of the trophy forcing Sony Santa Monica's hand. The trophy will now be called Bros Before Foes and will be patched into the game this week. Is that really what they're calling it? Yeah. Wow, I hadn't heard that part. That's yeah. really... that's. Wow, I've 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 reserved judgment. I've stayed out of this. A lot of kids asking on Twitter about it. a lot of kids emailing for the show today. And the reason I haven't talked about it is I haven't gotten to it in the game myself. And I know context is what a big part of this is. That right. it, from what I understand, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. None of us have gotten to it right on our own. No, no. I haven't even started God of War yet. I, I've already dropped out of it. I was like, it's more God of War. I'm yeah. not. This isn't what I want right now. Like it's fun. I've enjoyed it. I got through where I got all my elemental powers. Can I take it home just for tonight, just to play a little bit? Uh, I don't. I don't yeah, I don't see why not. You put one in the library today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, just for now, I'll bring it back tomorrow. I just want to play fine. the beginning. I know, but I, the, I, Coughlin and Craig have them too. Oh, okay. okay. But there's an extra copy, I think. Okay. Um, from what I understand, it's one of the Furies disguised as a regular woman. So you're hallucinating and beating on this, what looks to be a woman, but you know it's a monster. And you're doing this all to save a dude who's there with you, right? I think I think the dude saves you okay. from the from her. Hence, bros before hose. Well, I thought we were saying I was saying whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like his, you know, Kratos's bro. I think is the bro, not okay. Kratos. Okay. Kratos's brother. No, it's not. No, bro not. stands for brother. Right, right. But it's not Kratos. It's not bro- bro- Brodos. Brodos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing there. He has a real brother, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really want to wait in on this either. I think people know where I stand. Uh, yeah, but. I will say that, like, I was just just out of curiosity. I was googling around and kind of looking at my own trophies yesterday. There are so many games with more offensive trophies. Than this. I still think it's like it's like it's like I, I understand that the context is what people make are upset about, but the context I think actually makes it in some way less offensive because it's not there is a there is a context regardless of if you appreciate the joke or not. There is a context to why they're saying that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't it, know. It's uh, I don't know the context at all. Like I, I have no idea. So obviously you're absolutely right. Like within the context of the game, it could change everything. Like f- from my eyes, it's uh, you know, and you pointed out like this is a studio run by a woman. The, mm-hmm. the trophy was apparently written by a woman. Right. I mean, it's like that. There are that's... a lot of women on that team. I mean, I've yeah. been to Sony Santa Monica many times. Greg and I, you know, know people on that team. Uh, when we saw God of War Ascension a few months ago, they brought us there while everyone was working. So it was just like a normal work day. And there are a lot of women on that team. Right. Like, and, yeah. But that's and, the thing. You know, like that. Regardless of that, right? It it is. Like, violence against women is, like, a thing that you don't want to joke about. You know what I mean? And so it's, like, I can see why people are a little bit up in arms on the most shallow level, just hearing that and being, like, whoa, you kill a woman and it pops up rose before a hose. Like, I, I can see where the outrage comes from. Whether whether it's warranted or not, I don't know. I'll have to play the game. But yeah. uh, I, I, you can definitely see why people this are upset, especially example. the timing with the, the uh, tropes, women in gaming thing that's that's been going around, like, sure. right now. It's one of those things I think it's a good example of how 
you can we can talk and we've been to the studio we know how many women are on the team we know there are progressive studios run by women we can say all that but the general consumer who buys it off the shelf has no they think playstation made this game they don't understand what that means and what hoops that jumps through you know what i mean and there's plenty i mean there's plenty of you know size of this coin as far as like obviously we're super educated on the the workings of the studio not obviously none of us have played through this part of the game (laughs) but yeah it just surprises me that you know um, you know, I, I, people want to be offended by it. That's fine. I mean, if they want to change it, I mean, Sony Santa Monica kind of nipped it in the bud before it became a big deal. And a lot of people won't know because the game's patch is going to go out today and it will, you know, and the game is out today. So, right. Um, but yeah, I think that there's like some relevant information. Todd Pappy made it clear, uh, that a woman wrote that trophy, um, yeah. like specifically wrote that trophy. Um, and you know, as we said before, if you've read any of my Sony Santa Monica pieces, Shannon Sudstill, a very prolific person in the gaming industry runs that studio. Uh, you know, uh, this woman, Tina, that we know, uh, runs XDev out of Santa Monica. That's, like, her job. So there's, like, women in high places at Santa Monica and a lot of women on the teams. And I just found it kind of ironic and interesting because maybe people don't know how, you know, this studio and in, in, in regards to other studios, which are very male-dominated, is that Sony Santa Monica isn't. And yeah. that's what struck me the most is, like, you know, you level the misogynist claim against them right or wrong. But the fact of the matter is it's just ironic to me because I don't think there are – I can't think of a studio with more women working at it. I mean, that's just, you know. That's where I'm kind of coming in on that. But, you know, if you want to be offended by it, that's fine. I, I, I remember the outcry, much more minimal outcry over a much more offensive trophy in God of War 3. So, um, which was the one that insinuated... I didn't... I, I mean, we're going to get it wrong. I don't have it in front of me, but it was... Yeah. Uh, I didn't do it, dot, 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 but I wanted to, or something. Yeah, like, I yeah, almost yeah, did, yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm like, that, that, like, I was talking to my girlfriend about it yesterday. Uh, yesterday, my girlfriend uh, uh, doesn't play games, but a very educated woman, uh very progressive woman or she's like no the bros before hosing is not offensive to me at all the other one actually is is Did we ever d- I, and that's the one that I, this is how i think we level our offendedness right that popped up and i was like that's gross that's stupid and i never investigated do it was it what did it mean what we thought it meant because now we're, cause we're i kinda, assume so well we're kind of lob- lobbing the same thing at them right like we it's not like the studio has changed that much since god of war 3 mm-hmm. I, I what context did they mean it i never really investigated because i was never that offended about it right like i'm not gonna go make a article case out of this thing yeah i think people i gotta, I think I people... gotta talk about cole's v-neck all right i got real <laughs> stories to talk i mean about. And that's what's interesting it, it you know you guys made the point up at noon it's like Peter freaked out about the assassin's creed 4 thing but it's like that's a game where you kill hundreds of thousands of people and yet the second animal gets right. killed Peter freaks out about it and it's like has to do with what your interest group is i guess you know sure. and it's like sure. it, I, I think the interest group for uh violence against digital animals is 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 Peter. it's fairly small whereas like the people who are gonna be offended by making light of violence against women is obviously bigger. You know what I mean? And I think that's why this kind of exploded in the way it did. It, and obviously, like, that that other um, uh, trophy in God of War 3 is super fucked up if that is the context they were going for as well. I but can't it, imagine what, what else the context would be. But again, I think it's just the timing of this, right? The fact that this is coming literally the week after a major discussion about women sure. in gaming and how they're treated. It's just like, if this had come out six months from now, maybe there wouldn't have been quite as big of an uproar. But it was on, especially, uh, you know, Adam Sesser wrote a huge thing about it. And I mean... I think one of the reasons it probably stuck out to him was because that's on kind sure. of the back of right. our minds. It's a hot right topic now. right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's it. I mean, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just thought it was, it was ironic considering all this, you know, Santa Monica itself. Right. Yeah. Uh, number three. Uh, at South by Southwest, famed industry analyst Michael Pactor has predicted that retail PS4 and Xbox 720 games will cost $70. However, this does fly in the face of something Sony executive Jack Trenton recently told us when he said games on PS4 will range from a dollar to $60. Um, this kind of got me thinking, if the game was $70, something that Dan Stapleton, uh, IGN's uh, new review editor, 
uh, was talking about, uh, that would keep in line with inflation per- almost perfectly. That yep. a $60 game in 2005, 2006 is actually $70 today, um, which is a sad sign of inflation, but um, is still equivalent to what we're spending now and still much cheaper than what games would cost in the 80s and 90s. At Verifiably Human says, Beyond. 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 You wrote into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can. Uh, I know you guys like to talk about next-gen pricing. I wanted to give a few comparisons using the U.S. CPI. The PS2 launched at $299 in 2000, which would be the same as if it had launched this year at $399.85. The $60 game price in 2006 would be the same as the 68.54 price this year. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, uh, we yeah. always talk about it in this general sense. I thought I like that he had yeah real, specific yeah, yeah real money. Yeah, the CPI is cool and real and like that's a useful that's a useful it's a useful tool because that's that's, that's like the tag in their box. CPI <laughs> CPI is cool. Cool Moriarty. It's, 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 it's an official it's an official <laughs> tag. It's not like you know it's like the unemployment rate where the unemployment rate is kind of nebulous and doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Uh, like the CPI is the official tracker basically of monetary worth and inflation, whatever. Just like. Uh, workforce numbers or something is actual the actual gauge of employment right. so i mean does this uh, it's, bother it's you guys like i mean no, 70 dollars no, no. for like a game if it's truly going to be like an, like this would bother me if it was like an upper res port that's also available for 60 bucks but honestly for like true from the ground up next gen games i'm really not that bothered by paying 10 dollars more maybe i'm gonna piss everybody off by saying that but it's like if, if they if that's really the price point they set that just wouldn't bother me that much i mean we're doing the same thing that you know we're not the we're not in high of school. course we're of like course. when we were when i was in high school i was like man Drinking age should be eighteen. And, you know, you should be able to get into R-rated movies at sixteen. And, like, it's one of those things. Once, uh, once I got away from those ages and I was legal for everything, I was like, "Sorry, kid. Now you yeah. deal with it." It's the same thing here, right? Like, ten bucks to us doesn't sound like much of an increase, yeah. but you go and buy these crazy ass toys. I off went Amazon my ass with ten dollars, yeah. Greg. And, and before everyone's like, "Oh, that's because you guys get games for free." Man, I almost never get games for free. I buy a lot of my games. I buy games too, and yeah. uh, especially on PlayStation Network, I buy a lot of games. I, I was looking, at, I was looking at my list of games on PSN today, like on the when we were online doing a PlayStation conversation, looking at it's, it's 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 I, have, I have almost five hundred items downloaded on PSN, which <laughs> are probably mostly like probably f- like hundreds of games, and yeah. I bought most of them. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I don't think it's a problem. Uh, see, this brings up an interesting dichotomy, though, Greg. Yeah, let's hear it. People aren't mad. I don't Wasn't think that games account. aren't being – the games are getting more expensive in real money. What they're mad about is that pay isn't going up, you know? Like, there, right. like there was a time when inflation tracked and actually out-tracked uh, pay, so people were actually getting richer. But now inflation is still going at the same same rate, and people are getting paid at kind of a stagnant wage. And so it actually is a real cost increase for them, even if inflation makes the game cheaper, if that makes any sense. It so, does. Yeah, didn't it correlate with the rise of minimum wage? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, theoretically. It, uh, you know, th- I mean, there are other things that to track in terms of like the money people are making. I'm not trying to get political here. I'm just saying that that is why, but that is why people are upset about it because their wages are not increasing, you know, in the same sense that the game, the, the price of food or the price of games sure, or movies sure, are sure, going sure. up. So they're becoming poorer. And I understand why people are mad about that because yeah. I'm mad about that too. Number four, the last of us demo will be available on May 31st. It comes bundled in with God of War Ascension, though it's unclear if it will be available in some other way too. I assume it will be maybe PlayStation plus the last of us comes out a few weeks, be- uh, a week, a few weeks before the, uh, the game launches. So. The demo comes out a few yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. The demo did, comes out a few Did you see there's apparently a misprint on the back of that card that's like, how to download The Last of Us demo? And it's like, press the F button. It's like a bunch of stuff that doesn't <laughs> exist on the, on the controller. I didn't know that. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, number five. Well, by the way, about The Last of Us, I'm a little confused. I'm a little concerned, actually, why that demo's coming out so late. Yeah. I'm getting just, a little nervous about that game. Not that it's not going to be good, but that they're going to delay it again. Yeah, that is really, like, I thought that was really weird, too. It's like, that's two weeks before the game comes out. Or a week? Like, we've played the game. Like, why All right, let's, they go just... this way. let's go this way. Let's go this way and why they do it, right? Uh, number one, 
make you hold on to God of War as long as possible so that mm. you're not trading it in, you're not, then somebody isn't buying it used. Number two, I think, I don't even think the general pop, if you don't know what The Last of Us is, I don't think you're like really waiting for that countdown clock to expire. I think, and if you already know what The Last of Us is and you're already waiting for that countdown clock to expire, then you are probably all set, right? Like, you know exactly what's up. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. what I'd say. Well said. Number five. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Pablo it, walked by and I thought you... he was waving at me, so it kind of distracted me. Oh, okay. He wasn't. Pablo's a good looking guy. It's hard to Number five. Excellent looking guy. PlayStation Vita sales have officially spiked in Japan following the unit's price cut to below 20,000 yen. Vita sold 62,543 units in Japan in its first week at a cut price, which is up six times over from its sales the week before. Two new games of some significance also hit PS Vita that week Senran Kagura Shinobi Versus, which sold almost 100,000 copies at retail fantasy star online 2 which sold sixty-one thousand copies and with soul sacrifice now out this week it'll be interesting if these numbers can be sustained mm. those mm. sales numbers don't include digital uh sales either those games actually sold significant significant especially that senran kagura game um so i'll be interested to see if the sales can be sustained no price cut here though um we were do you have, do you have the 3g video yeah. thing on here so there was a, an article that went up earlier today that there's um some sony stores like very specific number of sony stores yeah. are cutting the price of the 3g model some in some cases all the way down to 199 um on the website it's 249 which is the same as the wi-fi bundle um we were shocked to sony they actually just sent me a comment which is that uh the reduction in price is the result of a limited time sales promotion through retail uh is sony's statement but joystick and a couple other sites are reporting that they have heard that the 3g model is being discontinued which i find mm-hmm. very interesting shocking in japan as well it's the same price as the wi-fi model now yeah I would love to see the, what what they're making on the 3G model. It's the, uh, yeah. how many, what the adoption rate was. Right. How many people are dialing into AT&T to use My it? guess is lower. Because don't forget, for most of these places, like that 199 sale, right, you have to sign up for a data plan with it. Like, they, right. they want you right. to be buying an AT&T plan with it. Number six. <laughs> Sony has revealed the best-selling games on PSN for the month of February. The five best-selling PSN games were Journey, NBA 2K13, Yu-Gi-Oh!, 5Ds, Decades, Duels Plus, Call of Duty, Black Ops 2, and Dead Space 3. The five best-selling Vita games were Urban Trial, Freestyle, Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time, Rocket Birds, Hard Boiled Chicken, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, and Persona 4, or Persona 4 Gold. And you can see the full list, including PSP, PS1, PS2 games, and more on IGN. Glad Urban Trial and Freestyle did well. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange, actually. Yeah, whatever. Well, I, I guess it's weird. This is the normal thing of no real publicity for it, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Uh, number seven. Sound Shapes is getting new DLC. The car, mini album, and creator pack will cost $2, and we'll have new campaign levels, new editor tools, beat school lessons, and trophies. Queasy Games, it, Queasy Games is also releasing something called the Community Mill Crate, which will allow the developers to curate the best user creations. I actually like that a lot. Yeah, I love the beat school stuff. I've, I've gotten all the DLC so far. I'll totally buy this, too. Like, it's just fun. I couldn't get it to pop. I did it on my Vita, and then I went back to do the DLC. I, you know, it's supposed to pop when I sunk it, and it didn't. So oh, that happened to me at first. You have to separately download the dlc for ps3 no i have oh, I installed, yeah. yeah so for me like i i synced up to the cloud opened the ps3 version and nothing happened i had to exit it download the dlc separately for ps3 then go back in then resync and then it worked finally <sighs> biggest news of the day number eight Zombie Tycoon 2 is coming to PS3 and Vita. Yay! The original game was a mini, probably the most popular PlayStation Mini or one of them. Uh, but this game is a full-fledged cross-save, cross-buy title for PS3 and Vita and will be released in the coming months. I hope to play it soon. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I fooled around with the original Zombie Tycoon. I wasn't blown away, but I it had good ideas, as the kids say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, let's quickly go through uh, the next list here, Greg. Okay. Because I have something to do in a few minutes. Okay. Go boss plop. Yep. <laughs> so, Goldfarb. Bioshock Infinite isn't out. But if I wanted to play games that were out and I walked into the mom and grop shop, what could I look at before I went in there and it right. was out? I'm going I'm to try and do this again. Uh, Jesus Christ. The official list of upcoming software 
the official IGN list of upcoming software on all three platforms by the IGN editor. That's close. Enough. <laughs> It's good enough. It's good enough. The second one was right, wasn't it? Uh, you forgot PlayStation <sighs> software. Uh, at retail, God of War Ascension, which our our final score will go up soon. I'm sure it's going to get a great score. It's unless the retail servers don't work. Yeah, Alex Simmons likes it so far. A lot of people been tweeting about this. Confused. We're doing a review in progress for it because Alex wanted to play on retail servers. We didn't think the time we had on debug servers was representative of the whole product. We wanted to give you a, a review that wasn't fast, but that was right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the thing. Multiplayer, it changes with every review. Like, I mean, sometimes they give us a lot of time to spend on it, and we're comfortable saying, hey, it got this score. Sometimes it's just not indicative of what it will be I like bet it's with be thousands of players. I bet it's yeah. 100% fine. The, yep. They did a beta forever. Yep. So there you go. And Sniper Ghost Warrior 2 comes out. I think we'll have a review of that soon. Yeah. Uh, on PSN, Darkstalkers Resurrection, Quantum Theory, that old chestnut. That old chestnut. <laughs> uh, heavy Fire, Shattered Spear, oh. Psych Yourself. Psych Yourself! Which is the uh, sequel to Test Yourself. I don't remember that PSN game. And... Yeah. Puzzle by Nikoli 5, Sudoku, which oh. might be seven or eight years behind the Sudoku craze, but... I like Sudoku, though. I do. I used to play it in college. Is it on uh, in class or, all the time. Sorry, what am I talking about This is on minis? PSN. This is a PSN game. I might get this. Get some Sudoku trophies? It might be a Vita game, too. I don't know. Uh, ah. <laughs> PS2 Classics, Kessin 2. Remember that old chestnut? Yes, that was an old chestnut as well. I didn't play Kessin 2, but I remember it well. Uh, now, PS1 Classics, six of them. Ooh. All Japanese. Ooh. Are you ready for these? Yeah, lay it on. Let's do it. Favorite deer, D-E-A-R. Favorite deer, <laughs> Enkan no Monogatari. Oh, of course. <laughs> first Queen 4. The Maj- first three were great. Mahjong Uranai Fortuna, Tukino Meja Mitachi. Shuhei, what the hell are you doing? Motorhead High Velocity <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> what? This is my favorite one. Sentimental Graffiti. That is a good one. It's like graffiti of your yeah. grandmother and, and stuff. Sh- and Trump Shio Yo-Yo. Norman Rockwell's. Uh, oh demos for Army of Two, The Devil Cartel, Darkstalkers Resurrection, Fuel Overdose, and Ninja Gaiden 3, Razor's Edge. I'll be back. Right. I can't believe Darkstalkers is out already. I feel like that was just announced. That's, I think Resurrection is not the new game. I think it's the... Oh, is that uh, why? Oh, okay. I gotcha. That makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. <sighs> Go for the topic of the week. Oh, my God. Thank we God he's gone. I mean, I, I thought our discussion on the trophy was good. I thought that was going to be our topic of the week. Oh, but okay. uh, Colin held back more than I was expecting. I mean, people. We, he's the one who wrote about you know. That's they true. thought anything goes in video games, so you already know how he feels. Can our topic today. of the week be how good you look today? Your hair. Do I look good? Your hair's coming back in. How's yeah, the I hair mean, on the side? It was curling it's, up. No, it's no, it's good. To curl. I, gotta, I mean, are you gonna get a? You probably need like a trim now. I, I think know, you're getting to the point yeah. where you need, need like a, the back of my neck for sure. The back yeah, of the exactly. Neck's doing so the it's like it's so it's the it's like so at my haircut place, Grasshopper Salon. Yeah. What they do is million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not that bad. Um, because it's not that bad because the haircut itself costs like a billion dollars, but every three or four weeks is free i get like a cleanup and during oh. the cleanup what they do is that edge trimming uh, so that's what you need you need you need like the, the guy in the lawns with the edge trimmer put on hair <laughs> okay what i've been doing is taking like the attachment for my razor and just trimming around the ears well don't do that uh, it looks fine though <laughs> yeah I just, mainly I, I think i'm gonna have christine, pro, at some point i'm with christine just go back there yeah exactly you need me off on the back. It, you need some landscaping back here yeah, yeah. Does but, it look real but bad? the top looks it good look really bad it doesn't look like awful no 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 it just looks like you need a haircut but no, I, I think you look great today. You, you look you like look you look too. like your old self. You're looking. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I can't part my hair yet. That's the yeah, big you kind of can. It's parted. Yeah, it's not the way I like it. it. There's a little bit of, of a cowlick. Really? This is really interesting radio, by the way. And uh, this is why. Oh, for we have a video, really, but we're not going to post this video. Greg's <laughs> hair discussion. <laughs> Run it on the IGN blog. This is why people. This is what people tune into podcasts beyond for. They like the banter. They like our friendship. That's true. That we're all friends here. We had a good dinner on Friday night. We did. Had some famous dinner rolls. We did. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, Patrick writes in to beyond at IGN.com, and he says, You guys going to GDC? I'm thinking about getting the expo or a student pass and checking out the exhibits. Maybe I'll see you guys there. Yeah, yeah. you probably will. Yep. 
I'll be at PDC. Yeah, we're all going to be there. We'll be crawling over. Patrick, if you're in town, you should come to Up at Noon. Yep. Uh, on Monday, uh, we don't have a time. Oh, we do have a time. I'm interviewing Ken noon. Levine for Up at Noon. Yeah. I got to get that uh, scheduled and get. What game is out. he here for? Shoot, I got to actually do that. I'm going to make a note or I'll forget to do that. Yeah, you should do that. Uh, yeah, Ken. And then we'll probably do the regular show on Thursday. So you got two chances to come be in the Up at Noon audience. Ooh. Because we're not going to try to make jokes on Monday on top of everything. Yeah, yeah, it'll just be an interview, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Very exciting. Are you excited for GDC? Um, so I'm really nerdy, so I'm excited about some of this stuff. Like, there's actually a really cool panel about um making meaningful meaningful trophies and achievements, which is really nerdy but cool. awesome. Um, like how to make them mean something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean GDC. Like, I just came from Dice as well, which is Dice sort of like Dice. it's the equivalent of like it's our industry's TED talks, basically, right? Exactly. Like, it's like exactly. people able to stand up and talk about our industry from kind of a, a you know they take a step back and they look at it in a broader way and they talk about what means something. And and to me, that's really interesting. Um, Di- or GDC rather is a little more focused on the technical side, so it's more about like how teams come together and you know looking at like the art and things like that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm part of the reason I love this job is because I'm a huge nerd for the industry itself. And right. So like I personally I love GDC from the audience's perspective. Like I don't know that that much content will be on IGN. We've done GDC. better I think in these past few years about breaking out a headline out of it. Right. Yeah. Like we go to these things and it's not here. I used to like my first GDC. I was like, here's a a bullet point list of everything that happened or what they said. And then here we're like, I'm using all these quotes and putting out really long pieces that weren't serving a reader. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, like last year, like, you know, I sat through the kill zone talk and what came away that mattered to our people wasn't the shaders and it wasn't the level mesh maps or whatever they were talking about. It was the fact that they were had three projects in the works right, right now for Gorilla. And Inafune essentially announced Soul Sacrifice at that point too, because right. he was right. like, we're working on something for Vita. I mean, it's also, um, really cool stuff comes out of it. Like Sam Claiborne's, hey. um, sit here. Um, How's it going? Oh, we have a we have a special guest. <laughs> uh, sc- scoot in and move the mic over too, I guess. So you have to be on camera. So you have to come towards us. Sorry. How's it going? Sorry. Hi. So uh, everyone, podcast beyond. This is this is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi guys. Hi Jennifer. How are you? Beyond. I'm beyond. Awesome. Oh, uh, you listen to the podcast? Absolutely. Oh, that's funny. Hey, Andrew Goldfarb. Mm-hmm. Back on episode 275, we did something. Oh my God! What did we do? We said, "Who wants to date Andrew Goldfarb?" Oh. And, a young, and a young lady named Jennifer wrote in, Hey, Beyond Crew, I've been catching up on podcasts and recently listened to episode 275. In it, Greg, Greg put out a call to the female Beyond listeners who would be interested in dating Andrew Goldfarb. Well, consider me interested. I fit pretty much all of your criteria. I'm a girl. Good job. Yeah. That's number we one. We can prove that. That's true. I live in the Bay Area. Yes. You're here, so that's working. Confirmed. I'm in my 20s. 24. I like video games. Mm-hmm. Obviously. And bonus points, also an atheist. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. Well, hi, Jennifer. Hi, Goldfarb. Nice to meet you. you. Should I call you Goldfarb, Andrew? Andrew works. You can call me Goldfarb if you want. Garfep. Just call him Garfep. Are you surprised? I'm a little surprised, yeah. But thank you for coming. Yeah, great to be here. Thank Um, you guys for setting this up. Tell us a little about yourself, Jennifer. Me? Um, So, I've lived in the Bay Area my whole life. Uh, Went to San Diego State. Got an art degree, which, you know, does a lot of good in the real world, Mm. that art degree. I was going to say, yeah, what are you doing with that one? Yeah, so... I worked for a temp agency for a while until I got hired on full-time. So right now, I'm working for a website. We sell modern lighting and furniture, and I work for the product team. Nice. What kind of what kind of art? Like painting? or? So it's called applied design, but that's like a really vague term. No one knows what the hell that means. So I worked with metal, wood, uh, ceramics, and fiber. Ooh. Interesting. So, like, sculpture, does that mean? Or so, does that mean, like, carving into those materials? Like, my main emphasis is metal. Yeah, I made jewelry, <laughs> what mostly. Is, what, is, what, what does art actually mean? Do you make, did you make these earrings? I did not. Okay. I could. Well, that 
That would have been cool. Some things are easier to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> She'd whittle them out of one piece of yeah. That might have been a good place yeah. to just lie and say, yes, right, graduate yeah. earlier. Yeah, I would have been like, wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for – was this a pain in the ass trip? Like, we're in the Bay Area. No. Uh, so, uh, working Walnut Creek. So, I just hopped on BART. Took the nice long walk down 2nd. And here I am. Well, thank that you is for a good coming. walk, actually. Yeah, well, yeah it's, a, um, it's a nice day for it. It's an absolutely it's not gorgeous for day. Jennifer, thank you so much for reaching out. Thanks, I'm glad Craig. you took the day off work to do this. I took a half day. Oh my god! Uh, thank Cole you. Farb, we've talked to your bosses, and you have a half day, so Today. you are welcome to go. Please leave the building oh. and go get a drink or a coffee. Do you, you want to go get a coffee? Do. Absolutely. Okay, we can get okay. a coffee after that. If you want to email me what you need me to do for your Bioshock video things, I'll do them. Don't worry about it. I touched some info. I can do it later. All right, great. Then go ahead. Go have some fun. Just leave now. Yep. That was what we That's what we designed. Yeah. Okay. Nice right. to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Have Both fun. Part, enjoy yourself. Beyond. 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 What if he kills me? What if I never come back? Well, 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 they only just got my email. That's all they know about me. It's a risk worth taking. Yeah. yeah. See you You'll be fun. all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're probably a couple days away from killing yourself anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love connection, ah, Greg. Success. That was good. That was fun. <laughs> it, he didn't. I thought he'd lose his mind a little bit more. He was happy. Yeah. No. He's, he's contained. I'm sure he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to look like a crazy person. Oh God. I love that we did that. That was great. Thank you, Beyond listeners, for making that happen. That was that was a, a, a gem. That was a, a love connection. Finally, hopefully they hit it off. What if they get married? I don't know. Well, they named their first kid Greg and their second kid Colin. Or Gollin. 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 We're getting. Really what was the Grolin. email? Grolin. Grolin. That is. A that's good the one. email. That is that a good one. Thank you, Alexis. Kambabalibazis from down in the video. That's what she came up with the cause. What's that last name? Kambabalibazis, oh, okay. I believe. Okay. Um, I think it's Kazambaletis. Kazambaletis. Uh, like lettuce? Like the like butter lettuce? I don't know. Can we just call her lettuce? Okay, lettuce. All right. There it is. Name. It is decided. She's calling us Grawlin. Right? Yeah, and we'll and call her lettuce. lettuce. Josh writes into beyond at IGN.com and he says, What do you think of games that require multiplayer slash online play to earn a platinum trophy, Colin? I don't like that. <laughs> He's citing Tomb Raider. And see, this is... Yeah, that pisses me off. See, what I when I looked at the Tomb Raider trophies, I was like, okay, okay. And then I got to all these multiplayer, get the max level. Like, nope, never, never going to do this. This will never happen. But I think Naughty Dog does it really well mm-hmm. with Uncharted, right? Where it's just play, the, play competitive, play co-op. There you go. You know what I mean? We just want you to try the modes. That's yeah, all yeah. it takes. Yeah, I, I think that that's appropriate and realistic. Uh... Yeah, it annoyed me with Tomb Raider when I was looking at the trophies. It annoys me in Bioshock 2 as well because I, I've been playing Bioshock again for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Uh, playing on PS3, trying to get the Platinum Trophy, doing it, having a really fun time. It's all single player. There's no multiplayer component. There will be no multiplayer component in Infinite either. But in Bioshock 2, there are, you know, it's the same thing with Singularity or Wolfenstein 2009 version or whatever. It's just like, I don't like these online trophies, man. Like, I don't got time for these online trophies. Nobody got time for these online trophies. No, no, yeah. no, definitely not. Well, if you have time, ladies and gentlemen, for online trophies, ubiquitous Caesar could use your help. Oh, he's on my friends list, I think. Oh, good. Beyond, he says. Beyond. It's my spring break, and I'm scheduled to have shoulder surgery. There's most likely going to be a lot of Tomb Raider and God of War multiplayer in the cards. It would be awesome if the Beyond community wanted to play with me this week. Sure, ubiquitous Caesar. You are hit of the week. Ubiquitous is all one word, of course. Ubiquitous. U B I Q U I T O U S Caesar C E S A R Caesar. Yeah, like Caesar instead of Kaiser. Remember that yeah. old chestnut in New Vegas? Kaiser Soze. That's who I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brett says mm-hmm. beyond. Mm-hmm. Beyond. I have a Vita and I love it. Trophies on the go. Oh what? Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of the Vita's future. What games do you expect Sony to announce that will keep this handheld from dying? None. Oh. I think that I think that what we're going to see is Vita become a much more niche item now that we know it's connected intimately with the PS4. That it's going to be this thing where 
You'll be using it as a PS4 device, I think, more yeah, than you'll be playing totally. games on it now. I think. I mean, what do you? By the way, I nailed that one before anyone announced it, Greg. Although it was, it was, it was obvious. I thought as well, so I yeah. don't take too much credit for it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's what the saving grace of the Vita will be. At E3, they're going to come out and they're going to show the next pad upon. They're going to show Uncharted, Golden Abyss Two, or whatever they end up calling it. But I think what the real selling point will be is, hey, watch me play whatever God of War from PS4 on on this and do this, the second screen experience where it's really. Uh, an expensive peripheral, right, to take gaming on the go, which is good. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I want out of it. I think hopefully if Sony looks at it and they're like, you know, we understand that your iPhone or your Android phone, that's where all these bite-sized games are. That's where you're playing your two seconds of play game, ink or whatever. We can have those experiences too, but our bread and butter is real games, real fleshed-out console experiences, so we're going to bring all that together. Yeah, it's one yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Jack writes in. Mm. Not our old Jack. Different Jack. He says beyond. Yeah. Since the announcement of the PlayStation 4, Infamous Second Son has not really been discussed at great length on Podcast Beyond. Considering it's a sucker punch game and in the Infamous Universe, I don't understand why this is. Please, could you discuss it as topic of the week, talking about what you guys expect it to be like, etc., etc. I think we didn't talk about it that much because... There's not much to go on right We went on the Rewind Theater already. There was a PlayStation conversation about it that I think eventually went up. I don't remember. But there's been a lot of other content on IGN, but Infamous Second Son... It's the game for PS4 I'm most excited about. It's Me the, too. It's the one I, I'm super pumped to actually get down and play and see something with. Me too. Me if you too. didn't watch the Rewind, I think you know the new character, he has a chain and stuff. I think that's taking place of Cole's amp. I think you'll see, still see a bunch of melee moves around that. It seems cool. I don't know. Do you think there's going to be more alley system in it this time around? Uh, I hope so. I think that's kind of the cornerstone of the, that series. That's what we say, but he was already red, right? He was already shooting around in the red thing, kind of make, giving him that evil twin. Not evil twin. Maybe that's just the way he's playing right now. I mean, there is no neutrality in that game, really. So no. it's like there's no reason to play neutral. In fact, it hurts you. Yeah. Um, so that could just be like an evil slam. Maybe they'll show him good or whatever. I, I hope that is that is the fundamental. Like, there are certain fundamentals in Infamous. Third person, action. Climbing. You know, parkour, open world, and morality. I mean, parkour. that's it. That, that's, that's it. You know? Yeah. Like, that's it. I, like you can pretty much do anything else in that universe and it would be it could be infamous right. but I think the morality is like central to that kid wrote in uh, when you look at the trailer there's a woman watching the screens you know as they all get taken mm. out or whatever and then he says you're not in control and drops in he he, he lobbied the idea maybe that's Moya mm, could be it different be cool. hair color but who knows yeah it could be cool to to, to, to bring those together I'm glad that they're, they figured out a way to continue the series without forcing us into a specific ending in, in Infamous 2 yeah. in which it wouldn't have been possible to even continue sure. for obvious reasons. the game came out two years ago now guys spoilers Cole dies yeah so there's no there's or no... he goes on a human killing rampage and it's just going to be conduits right so like that that, that that I'm gonna it'll be interesting how they reconcile those endings in this story you know what I mean like I mean is it going to be you figure it's seven years later so you could pick up with even if you if so Cole dies in the good ending in the evil ending Cole goes on, he's on this, you know, he's going city to city, killing every conduit or whatever. I guess the problem you run into, oh, I don't know, whatever. Hear, hear me out here. So if it's the good ending, mm-hmm. Cole's dead, and he's also uh, killed every conduit, even if you didn't know you were a conduit on the planet. However, maybe conduit genes still persist, right? Oh, that wouldn't make any sense for this guy. So it's pretty much got to be the evil ending. And at some point, they took down Cole. Yeah. Because that's this whole thing, right? That they're this anti-super squad, anti-conduit squad. That's why they're in lockdown. That's why people are getting checked for you know conduit signs right away yeah i mean i'm just stoked that they're doing it you know like totally. I, I was i was i wasn't worried because i was kind of interested to see what else they can do because this studio's only done two games well they did an n64 game too but they've really only done two games sly yeah. and, and, and infamous so it would be cool to see to see them move on to something else but much like gorilla's doing kill zone and we know that you know obviously not will do uncharted and stuff they need to stick to what you know um but I'm, I'm stoked about it i'm stoked about it. and i really love nate fox's 
presentation before the game as well. I thought that was the best presentation. It was very there's like some gifs making fun of it and stuff like because yeah. it's like very serious and solemn. But he I was came like, out and gave a performance. Yeah, it was, you know it was awesome. Yeah, it was right. Right. No, I did. I did like the the gif of him where he's just got his hand up and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God bless him. Love that guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Let's see what else do we want. All right, here we go. This guy didn't leave his name for some reason, so we'll call him Jeff. Jeff. Jeff writes in and said, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan. Love the podcast. So here are some quick fire questions for everyone. Colin, mm. what is your second biggest historical fascination besides American history? <sighs> besides American history? Yeah. Um, besides wheelhouse. You read a lot about the Nazis. Yeah, I was always say, walking yeah, around the yeah. house saying these guys had some good ideas. Oh yeah, I said it all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess uh, Weimar Germany and then Nazi Germany are probably my next biggest fascination. Uh, Gold Thunder, Gold Farb. Mm. He, his, we can ask this question for him. Did you ever have a passion for acting, or was that extra work simply a job? It was just a job for him. That's why he got out of it in the end. It was just something he kind of walked his way into. Mm. And then Greg, Gold Farb or Portillo's? Portillo's, of course, being my favorite restaurant of all time. Clearly, I'm going to pick the human being. Goldfarb. I love Goldfarb. Really? That's a, that, that, I would give that one more pause. Yeah, yeah I, well, I've thought. I've, I have to read the questions. Mm. And then he also goes, love you guys beyond. P.S. Go Leafs go. 2013 Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, right. They only make the playoffs. Well, uh, is Matt Sundin still playing for him? Yeah, Matt Sundin's still on the Maple Leafs. He's 50 years old. <laughs> uh, no, the, the Maple Leafs actually pretty, pretty good this year. They haven't made the playoffs in a long time, but they, they do look good. We'll see. Okay. Um, Eli writes in. Because I took a week off for PAX, and this is my first time going in any sort of convention. That said a few questions. Number one, are there any booze-centric IGN outings plans that I might buy you? Fine, gentlemen, a cocktail. Why, yes, Eli, there are. Um, you can find this on IGN. If you Google IGN PAX East 2013, you'll find the whole rundown. The quick abridged version is we're doing a meet-and-greet Saturday, March 23rd, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, right now, it's a TBD on the location, but if you follow me on Twitter, at GameOverGreggy, I'll be sure to tell you. This year, it's me... Damon, Casey, Mitch, Marty, Destin, and then Mike Aransky. We set up the camera today. Thanks for setting up the camera, Mike. And then there's some panels. March 23rd, which is also Saturday at noon, you can come to the Rational Games panel. Uh, the one and only, Ken Levine, will be there, and it's being hosted by Casey. Uh, then we have an IGN panel, Steal My Job. Uh, learn how to get in the video game industry thing. Also Saturday at 2 p.m. And then IGN Game Scoop is on Sunday at 12.30. We'll all be there helping do this uh, best game kind of piece. Also, I'm, I, I have another panel I'll be hosting, but I can't make that public yet. But it makes sense, if you know the history of podcasts here, what we do here, what we talk about on this show. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Uh, Eli has a second question, though. I've never been to Boston. Colin, mm. since you possess in-depth knowledge of the city, and we share a passion for American history, what are your personal recommendations for sightseeing, museums, places to eat? Um... I think the coolest places to see historically are not in Boston. So if you have if you have access to a car, you should go to Lexington and Concord. Um, How far is that outside the city? Fifteen minutes um, by car. Um, you can go to Faneuil Hall though, which is really cool. Um, there's a lot of you know a lot of old buildings still stand there. You can go to Old North Church or you know what's left of it, I guess. Um, there's the uh, evacuation route, which is pretty cool. Which is the the route the uh, British took when they were when they. Uh, there's a there's all right. Let me let me back up. Dial it back. Let me back back up. the truck up. There's a day that's celebrated only in Boston or in Massachusetts called Evacuation Day, and 
evacuation day falls on St. Patrick's Day, so they're one and the same. And it's a celebration of when the British were left Boston during the Revolution because they occupied the city from right. 1775. Um, and so that's something that's celebrated, and that route is actually outlined in the city, like the route they took out of the city. Um, like on the street? Like yellow or something? Yeah, it's like there's a line. Um, so you can uh, you can see that, which is pretty cool, too. As far as uh, museums, there's a lot of art museums and stuff that are really cool. Uh, I think um, Museum of Fine Art is right across from Northeastern, actually. Um, and food, uh, I like a lot of bars in Boston. I didn't have a lot of money when I lived there, so I know nothing about fine dining in that city. <laughs> but uh, my favorite bar in the city is uh, Connor Larkin's uh, on Huntington Avenue. Um, they make great burgers. You can get a, some Harpoon, which is a beautiful IPA mm-hmm. there. Uh, so this go, one yeah, go to Connor Larkin's. Uh, if you go to Connor Larkin's, you'll be right in Northeastern. That's a Northeastern bar. Oh, so. can, uh, can I find the guy who made the Northeastern music video? Yes, yeah, he, yeah, uh, he might. He, he was a middler when he made that video, so he All might. Right, yeah, cool. he might. And then finally, Eli says, "Any tips for first-time packs goers?" Then he says, "Anything from bring hand sanitizer to wear comfortable shoes. You know, all the shit that most people overlook but would make their experience more enjoyable." Well, you nail it there. Bring hand sanitizer. Have a thing of Purell in your pocket. Never ever wipe your eyes. Eat food with your hands until you've thoroughly washed them. Everyone comes home with packs plague, and it's because they're stupid. Because they're a bunch of idiots grabbing controllers, then grabbing a burger and shoving their mouth or rubbing their eye. Don't be stupid. You have to go in there like it's a It's like, it's like scratching zone. your asshole and then putting it in your eye. It's basically exactly. the same thing. You're inviting the pink, yeah. the pink eye. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So hand sanitizer for sure. Comfortable shoes, yes. Carry a bag with you, like a good shoulder bag or backpack that you can have room to put stuff in. You're going to get a lot of t-shirts and swag like that and stuff. Uh, you probably want to pack some granola bars. Something like that. Some kind of food that you can keep with you. It's not going to melt. not going to be disgusting. Because convention food is disgusting. And it costs a bajillion dollars. Yeah. You don't want to roll those. Here's food. what I do when I usually... I haven't been to PAX, but here's what you, I usually Yeah, do. you go to Comic-Con, though. And you've been to New York Comic-Con. Yeah, like, like when I hosted E3. the Resistance panel in San Diego, this is what I did. Yeah. I got in there and I got the hell out. That's what I did. <laughs> and that's... When I go to New York Comic-Con every year, that's what I do, too. It's like, what do I have to do? What do I have to see? All right, I go see and do everything. I try to, like, get in. And then I'm like, all right, I gotta go. And then, like, I run back to the hotel and, and write everything up. Uh, yeah. Spend as minimal time there. That way I don't get sick. Right. Because you're right. Like, it, sometimes it doesn't matter what you do because it's just, it's just a little too if much. You, can, you, should be taking, you should get on a vitamin C regimen right now. Get yourself boosted. Have some of those emergency packets. Mm. Right, the first time you feel hoarse or anything, you down those things. You are, you are fighting a, a very lethal enemy. And take a week off after you get back because you're going to be you sick anyway. Just quit your job. Yeah, why not? Why not? You, what it. do you got to do? Um, Colin, you have a meeting here in a second. Yeah, I got to go see a game I called Redacted. Um, called Redacted. I want to give a big thanks to Jennifer. Yeah, it was good to see Jennifer. I'm glad that worked out. I'm so pleased. I hope everything goes right for those two kids. They deserve each other. I'm so pleased. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, Ryan Clements mm. no longer works here. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm jumping ahead of the things here. We have a contest to name the final segment, which is, of course, Podcast Beyond. We end with a song every week. We want you to send in your song. Send them to beyond at IGN.com. We asked people to name the final segment. We'll get to that in one second. While I'm thinking of it, we love you. Thank you for listening. Make sure you listen every Tuesday or whenever you get around to it. We post the show on iTunes. Go rate us there. But you can get it on IGN as well. Also, a whole bunch of Android devices. Download MDogs Podcast Beyond Soundboard app as well while you're at it. Then, follow everybody on Twitter. IGN's IGN. I am Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Andrew Goldfarb, whose tweets should be excellent, hopefully, the rest of the day, <laughs> is Garfep. I don't know what Jennifer's Twitter is. I don't know no. if you ever got that. We should have looked into that. Um, here's where I'd say, Ryan, take me home. So I now introduce for the first time ever, Ryan's wrap-up. This came from Alex. Thank you, Alex. That's a good enough one. And then our email comes from Nick. Nick says, hello, Beyond Crew. Hello. I've written a piece of music called A Saturday Night, inspired by Norman Corbelli? Corbells? It's the guy from Heavy Rain who passed away. Oh, okay. Norman Corbell. Corbell. He's he's Quebecois, I think, so it's... 
Corbale or Corbale. Yeah, I, want, so, yeah, I don't want to like call him Norman. Yeah, yeah. Score is de- it's inspired by Norman's score to Heavy Rain. It's a short piece of music written after learning of Norman's untimely death. Mm. I was a big fan of Heavy Rain's soundtrack and wanted to write a piano piece. I'm sorry, in the style of quote painful memories from the soundtrack. I would love it if you could play it on the podcast. I am just a freelance composer out of Ottawa, Canada, just getting started as I graduate from university. More examples of my work can be found on my SoundCloud or YouTube channel under my name, Nick <laughs> Komar Nikki. K-O-M-A-R-N-I-C-K-I. Say it all again. Nick. Com- Nick. Nick Homer Nikki. Okay. Yeah. I'm very stupid. I've said, this, I've said this a million times. <laughs> Thanks again for the fantastic show. I love listening every week. Beyond. Beyond. Nick, thank you so much. Thanks for sending us such a sweet story. Of course, our mm. you know, condolences are still with the folks over at Quantic Dream. Of course, of course. And I'm looking forward to hearing his work. It's incomplete, but um, Beyond Two Souls. Exactly. So, Colin? Yes. For Jennifer and Goldfarb. Yeah. Beyond. Beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.